This is Fireballing Through College. Fireballing Through College. The actual hell we're doing because we're strong and independent women. Hey guys, what's up? It's <laughs> your host, Catherine and Camila. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back, fellas, for more. It's exciting time, my friends. Um, We're actually so shocked to <laughs> the amount of people that have listened to the first couple of episodes. It's insane. Yes, thank you everyone for the love and support. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I really thought that, like, my 10 closest friends would watch it and be like, LOL, haha. Ha, <laughs> exactly. Seeing, like, triple-digit numbers, I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. You guys all think we're funny? Really? Is that true? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for yes, supporting thank us. Thank you. <laughs> so, basically, we wanted to say, like, absolutely no. We have no idea who Guac Guy is. Yeah, so- I mean, we met him twice, but, yeah, we don't know. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's eating yeah. more Guac. <laughs> And I hope that that girl was totally okay with that whole situation and she's being fine as heck wherever she's doing. But we do not know Guac Guy personally. He does not go to GW, as we know. And that is that for that story. <laughs> um, and we are so glad for the support for all of us in our Spanish boy night. We definitely needed that support. <laughs> we <laughs> that, did. That day in Eccles Library, then the next morning uh, when we were feeling <laughs> really odd. Uh. So, yeah. And the final point I would like to make is, given the fact that the podcast has been streamed in so many countries, including many in Europe, I would just like to point out that Camila and I will now be accepting (laughs) marriage proposals from anybody who was born outside of the United States. So, yeah, that's that. (laughs) Thank you so much. And so, yeah, something I thought was really funny is several people commented on how confident like how we sounded like independent women when we were in the first three episodes thank Um, you thank you (laughs) yeah thank you so much that's weird to think of i don't know (laughs) you're falling under the facade that's all i have to say um (laughs) but we actually had already decided that the fourth episode we were going to talk about self-confidence yes um and we like our own trust in our qualities and abilities and judgment and comparing and trust the ways that we have issues with it in our own lives. Yeah. I mean, some stories will come up. I will say <laughs> there are some sad stories. I, I, I laugh now, but yeah, we, we both are like any story I tell on this. I'm pretty sure I, I like cried a little bit about <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh my god. I hope you guys find it funny, honestly. And just hope you take our experiences and I don't want to say learn from them, but maybe recognize that we're all in this together. We We all have insecurities and we're like a little community. Yes. Oh. Uh, So yeah, I guess we do sound confident. Thank you. But I think growing up and still today, we both struggle with a lot of self-confidence um in different ways which we discovered while chatting together (laughs) yeah absolutely and i was reading this book during quarantine that i really really recommend it's been one of the best books i've read in a long time and it's called the courage to be disliked 
And I really like the book because basically it's a dialogue between young person and a philosopher. And you learn a lot in this book. And the philosopher bases everything he says in Alderian psychology. This type of psychology um, says that the main motives of human thought and behavior are individual men's striving for superiority and power and partially in compensation for feelings of inferiority. And something that I really liked about the book is that it said that all problems are interpersonal relationship problems. And what the book meant by this is that we suffer from comparing ourselves to others all the time. And so, for example, if I was, if I, I struggle with my height and I think I'm too short and that's like something that brings my self-esteem down a lot if I were to be in this world by myself, that would not be a problem. I wouldn't compare myself to anyone. So the only reason why I have a problem with my height is because I'm comparing with other people. So I think that's very important because one of the ways my self-confidence suffers a lot is when I compare myself to others, to my peers, to my friends, um, to my classmates. Um, So I think it's important to realize that life is not a competition and like we're all just trying to do our best. I totally agree. And I'm so glad you brought up this idea because I would never have really thought about self-confidence issues um, originating from just basically comparison. Yeah. And I think it's very big nowadays because like we all have social media and people tend to post like the best pictures of themselves and their biggest accomplishments. And you're like, wow, other people are doing so well. And maybe I'm not doing as well as I thought I was. But at the same time, you don't know the stories behind those pictures and you don't know if that person struggles. You just know the perfect image of every person you follow, you know? Exactly. And I definitely think that when I compare myself to others beyond beyond that and how negative it affects my mindset, um, I definitely place importance more on the negative comments that I get mm-hmm. um, on any quality that I have. Well, when those things are s- those same qualities are commented on in a positive light, they're far less significant. So basically, if I get a poor grade, I'm like, okay, well. I guess I just don't deserve to go to college. I'm really stupid. (laughs) That's, that's that. Um, Like if some guy isn't interested in me, I'm like, uh, so does that, I guess I'm just not pretty. Um, And like, if someone doesn't want to be friends with me, I'm wondering if I'm interesting. Yes. Oh my God. My initial reaction to solve any of these issues that I have with self-confidence in these specific cases is to seek validation from others in order to feel happy you know some guy rejects me I just want somebody else to tell me I'm pretty you know (laughs) I know that's horrible (laughs) I know I used to do that a lot well I still do if like someone rejects me I think the problem is me I'm like oh was it the way I dressed was it what I said but no maybe they're just not interested in me you know and I think I seek validation from others a lot especially in like the area I study I'm like constantly telling everyone like, oh yes, I got, I'm taking this class and this class and I'm also volunteering and I'm also working. And I'm like, why do I have to tell these things? And like, I tell them hoping that someone will be like, wow, she's amazing. It's like, why? But you are amazing. You are (laughs) amazing regardless. Thank you. Thank you. But like, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have someone else tell me that I should just believe it myself. 
And I think I agree. Yeah. I think that's just someone, some, some of the things I have to work on for my self-confidence. Absolutely. And I definitely think that I seek less validation now as I'm getting older and I'm sure it's the same for you. Um, but it's definitely still something I struggle with immensely. Yeah. Um, I agree. So one of the things I, I definitely catch myself struggling with often is when somebody tells me that they would never do something that I've done. Whether they say it with disdain for the activity or they're just completely uninterested in doing it and they have no like negative regard for it. But just like some examples of things I've heard from people is they're like, oh, I would never kiss a boy in the club that I don't know. I would never, ever have casual sex. Yeah. I would never go outside without a bra on. Oh, or my God. only if only they try. If only. <laughs> I know, seriously. Everybody, if you're listening to the podcast, you're new to this whole Catherine thing. I one day a year I wear a bra. One day. <laughs> um also another one which I'll never understand is I, I would never go to class without reading all the material assigned for homework. Excuse me. <laughs> what i hear when people do this because they say it in like such a condescending way like as if what you're doing is wrong exactly and even if they don't even know if i've done it i'm like immediately start feeling like i should judge myself for having done those things because you know i think of these people and i respect them a lot and so i respect their decisions so but basically is I'm not able to recognize the uniqueness of my own life and how I'm free to make decisions for myself. And that there is a huge value in that ability. I have molded my own moral compass in my own life based on my own experiences. And I've used it to be an independent person. And I choose to conduct myself outside of what others think. And the fact that I can go about my life and decide for myself, not based on other's opinions, what I'm going to go do is important. It's important to having, you know, living your own life outside of other people. Oh my God. And so, yes. Yeah. I just, I'm still working on that, but thank God I have learned some of that. It's just like, oh gosh, I gotta be free. <laughs> And this is why, this is why I say I admire Catherine Whiteside so much. Yes, I love that. Honestly, I haven't thought about my self-confidence in that way. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think every decision, I don't think I take decisions without consulting with other people. Like, why can't I make a decision by myself? <laughs> I think that every time I consult someone else, I hate their the way they... Because I talked to Kayla about this, and I was like, Kayla, why do I always seek validation from somebody before I want to do something that I think is important? She's like, everyone wants to be told that what they're going to do is okay. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, you're, you're right. You're totally... You're preaching. Thank you right now. Because like, then if it goes wrong, you're going to be like, well, that person told me she should be fine. <laughs> so exactly. It's not my fault. I know. <laughs> That's I know. so stupid. Oh my god. But you got to own it and be like the times that you make the right decision, like starting a podcast with Camila De La Cruz. Woo-hoo. I get to be like, "Yay, I did the right thing." And then the times that I don't do things that are cool like in the DR, then I'm like, "Okay, we learned from it. Just sw- we're <laughs> swiping that thing clean." Oh, and our listeners are going to learn from it as well. Haha, <laughs> 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 we're hilarious. Yeah. Um, but kind of branching off of that is 
something I've always kept in mind in my life is that I always wanted to just trust the, the process mm-hmm. and the idea that life is full of experiences and they will all happen in time. Whether you're worried about having an internship, getting into the right program at school, being in a relationship with someone, having sex, having your first kiss, or finding the right friend group, everything always happens in time. And it doesn't mean you have to be idle in the moment and wait for it to come to you. Um, You should definitely make do with the resources that you have to put it into action. But forcing things to happen when it's not the right time has never worked for me or been a good option. No, no, never works. And I love, I love that you remind me this every time I struggle with some of my things. You're like, well, Camila, don't worry. It'll come. It'll happen. It will come. It will come. I'm like, Camila, stop worrying. You are very smart. You are so beautiful. You're so talented. I don't, I don't even know what to say. So, but Um, you're valid in your feelings. Everybody feels that way. Yeah. Um, but actually some, a really sad story for me that I, I (laughs) thought of immediately once telling Camila this was when I was about 16 years old, I was outside with my friends. We were having a little get together. I remember one girl talked about how she had given um, a few blowjobs for the first time. Hmm. And I was like, I was shocked. Wait a second. What is that? That's just weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so, but I was like, you know, kind of trying to support her in the moment. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, like when I get to that point in my life, I'm going to have to ask you for tips or something. (laughs) And then our, so there's four of us and our other friend is like, well, why would you ask her? Like I've been giving my blowjob, giving my boyfriend blowjobs for like, you know, months now. And I was like, this is all new information to me. And I was (laughs) like, am I the only one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one I'm left out, I guess. (laughs) And so at this point in time, I was like, I think it's gross. The prospect of kissing a boy on the lips and like having his saliva in my mouth was just completely foreign and gross to me. <laughs> and so I remember I like went home and I was so like weirded out by this scenario and I felt unexperienced and sad. And I wrote in my my like little journal. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have the sexual experience of a baby penguin. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> No one likes me. I'm not interesting. I guess. How how dare you think baby penguin is unexperienced? <laughs> yes. The audacity. Yeah, but anyways, I'm still kind of in like a little bit embarrassed about that now. But you know what? I did though. I kept telling myself, Catherine, you have to trust the process, and everything has happened in time. So just because it didn't happen when I was 15 or whatever, it doesn't mean that the right experiences did not come at the right, didn't end up coming at the right time. And <laughs> no, they yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know we talked about a lot of our self-confidence with our physical appearances. And I think that's just, that's a very big thing. <laughs> huge thing that we like both struggle with yeah and so at the end I'm going to talk more about this but I read this book called the confidence code and one of the things that stood out to me was how they talk about physical appearance and they said at every age physical appearance plays a disproportionate role in building women's self-confidence we are much quicker to criticize our appearance 
And one international study shows that 90% of all women want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance. And only 2% of us actually think we're beautiful, which is astounding to me. That that is. And I think I'm sure men suffer with this a lot as well. I just think as women, we're constantly being judged by the way we look. And not only by men, but also by other women, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big believer in that confidence makes people more attractive, you know? I I completely agree. Cuz just think about it, like beauty is absolutely subjective. So someone will find you attractive <laughs> regardless. Exactly. And also like I know I've met a person that I don't think is attractive at first, but then once I get to know them, they slowly start getting hotter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, personality is something like if you were interested in the same things I'm interested in and all of my niche things, like you are Im- immediately a 10, immediately yes. a 10. Oh, but I agree. I agree that women are harshly judged ever since we're little and funny story, not so funny at the moment, but I know when I was like, I was like in sixth grade or fourth grade or something. And we went to this i was in like a soccer game with some of my classmates and the guy that was a year above me he was in my sister's grade and he was like the hottest guy <laughs> in the school we were playing soccer oh god i'm so embarrassed <laughs> it's okay i'm, I'm gonna be embarrassed too in the next <laughs> one, so i'm here i'm with you camila uh, okay and we were playing soccer and this guy looked at me and he looked at my legs and he was like, Ew, why are you, why do you have hair on your legs? <laughs> what? <laughs> so ignorant and annoying. Ew. Dude, the trauma that caused I'm me. I'm so sorry. That makes me so sad. <laughs> I know. Like little me was so concerned. Like the hottest guy in the school just <laughs> commented on my hairy legs. Yeah, that's and not that's cool just, at all. Oh, God. I mean. It's just also really sad because I feel like most of those comments come when girls are going through puberty. And we yes. don't really know our bodies and why weird things are happening to them. And mm-hmm. and then when men make comment on them, I'm like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You just uh, you're like kicking a puppy that's already broken <laughs> that's yeah that's a that's a girl in puberty right there <laughs> exactly <broken> puppy <laughs> oh my god so yes let's just not comment on women's bodies please absolutely some post-puberty stories i definitely think is i remember one when i was in junior high and i was sitting outside of the playground this guy starts walking around. They're doing this weird thing where they're like making the other guys like look down, but just showing that they're looking at our butt. And I uh. was so, and they all like laughed at my butt. <laughs> oh. I was, I was so sad. I was like, why are they laughing at my butt? There's something wrong with my butt. <laughs> oh, God, there's so, nothing wrong with your butt. I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> my poor butt. And so after that, I was basically convinced that there was something wrong with my butt. And so, like, I'd say probably freshman year of college. So that's a solid, like, five years. And it's weird because I don't... I don't remember anything changes. I, I mean, I'm probably, my body did change between the, the five years that passed, but 
I I just I was always convinced. And then I don't know. I think I'd, I mentioned it to a boy I thought was cute, and he was like, "What are you talking about? You have a great butt." And I was like, "Wait a second, that's so nice of you. I'm I'm so embarrassed." <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's my butt story. That's if, so funny. I I'm sure there are people who out there who don't like my butt, and but there are definitely some who do. So. Yeah. yeah, let's just appreciate Catherine's butt, okay? <laughs> Camila, you're really out here with a good butt, so we can be butt pals. <laughs> but another thing I definitely felt really, really self-conscious is my hips. Because sophomore year, I remember this, I was at forensics practice, and this guy started calling my hips love handles. <laughs> and I was like what is that? I don't, I don't know. And he was laughing at my hips and I was really embarrassed. I don't really know my body completely at this time. I was certainly feeling kind of awkward about it. But after that time, I thoroughly remember I would pick out clothes that would not accentuate that part of my body because I didn't want anybody to notice it. But again, I point out is that since then, people have commented on that in a positive light. And so I just was completely bogged down by the negative things. And it's just, like I said, there will be somebody who likes it and somebody exactly. who doesn't. And, and that's that's so funny that you mentioned it, that you used to, like, buy clothes so, like, it wouldn't show that part of your body. I think growing up, <laughs> I used to wear clothes when I partied that would, like, accentuate a lot some parts of my body just because I wanted someone to comment on them. And I think that goes to men always having an opinion on women's body and it's like well if you like you want to look attract you want to look like hotter or what people think looks hotter and like accentuate your boobs and your butt that's something I struggled a lot growing up and (laughs) funny story I was in a club once and I was wearing like I I hate this shirt I don't even know why I wore it but it's like I was (laughs) I was like dancing with one of my friends and he like recorded with one of your friends. <laughs> Bonjour. Man, you gotta delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was like dancing with one of my friends. <laughs> and Bonjour. <laughs> I hate you. Um, and he was like recording us, like dancing, like, woo, we're having fun at the club, whatever. And then the next day, I like look at his Snapchat story <laughs> and I see that. I, one of my nipples, I don't even know how to say this. There was like a nip slip while I was dancing. That's exactly what that is. Camila nip slip. And I was like, why did I try so hard to wear this shirt that actually showed me almost naked? And I was like, dude, you gotta delete that video. (laughs) You don't understand. You did look, you were dancing cute as heck though. So honestly, you're adorable. (laughs) But I remember you being like, Catherine. Do you see it? <laughs> yes, you showed it to me because you were so concerned. Oh my god. So yes, I mean, let's just not wear clothes just to please other people. Wear whatever makes you Absolutely feel comfortable. Not. And confident. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. And then I think one thing that we both suffer with a lot was having the confidence to release this amazing podcast (laughs) absolutely and now we're thinking the stories we were telling and how they were gonna affect us um but we just want this 
podcast to be a place where we can be open about situations that most college students and particularly girls, women, um, face. Yeah, we're going to talk about some, it's funny, people were like, oh, an interesting perspective on the first couple of episodes. Just wait, we have a lot of stuff <laughs> that's in store for you all to hear about. So yeah, just, just hang in there. Horses. <laughs> One thing we also really wanted to talk about were the more astounding parts of the Confidence Code, which was written by Claire Shipman and Caddy K, um, because they share a lot of insight about while exploring why women feel the way they do in regards to self-confidence that I feel has made an impact on me after reading the book because I feel as though I can analyze the way I act and how my actions fall into the points that they make. So yeah, basically it says in, in the confidence code that mastery is a process and progress. It's about work and learning to develop an appetite for challenge. Mastery inevitably means encountering obstacles. So you won't always overcome them, but you won't let them stop you from trying. There you go. And so another piece of research shows that when a boy fails, he takes it in a stride, believing it's due to a lack of effort. But when a girl makes a similar mistake, she sees herself as sloppy and continues to believe that reflects a lack of skill. But a study by, I believe, um, a Harvard Business School professor or whatever she said that in studies with business school students um that men negotiate salary negotiations four times as often as women and that when women do negotiate they ask for 30 percent less than men do oh my god on average <laughs> she says the men think they deserve eighty thousand dollars a year and the woman sixty four thousand dollars a year a sixteen thousand dollar difference which is in crazy that, that is we crazy don't believe in our own abilities more than that. Um, Just be and, as confident as and entitled as men. Exactly. Seriously. I need to, we need to have more men, I guess, on the podcast to teach me how to feel like I can raise my hand without nothing to say and yeah. that I deserve $80,000 a year. Let's go. <laughs> Give me that um, confidence. Yeah, seriously. Um, the authors also found that women working at HP applied for promotions only when they believed they met a hundred percent of the qualifications necessary for the job so basically just not we're not taking risks we're not and i think that's part of lacking self-confidence in that thinking maybe you're not good enough to taking those risks i completely agree and on that note i after reading this book at the beginning of the year i was like you know what i'm gonna start applying to a ton of internships now that I don't feel like I'm 100% qualified for because I should freaking do that because I'm an awesome person (laughs) and they would want to hire me so yeah (laughs) take that (laughs) take that um so 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 that's a good way to work on your self-confidence what are like some other ways you think you work on it um so one unhealthy way definitely for me um that kind of broke my self-confidence, unfortunately, is that validation that I was talking about. And yeah, like, if I get a good grade after feeling really down about myself or a, a boy says something positive about some, like the way I look, it definitely has a positive effect on my self-confidence, which is so stupid. I hate it, but I, I need to work on that. Um, it is. And I think you never seeking validation somewhere else outside yourself it's never good enough you always end up wanting more 
and having that feeling that you have to seek for more validation all the time i mean it's it's not gonna work in the end exactly exactly and i do recognize that and so i definitely want to to work on that but another good thing more healthy way that i boost my self-confidence is when i talk to my friends about things that make me self-conscious or a negative comment that i got um that I, I feel like I've only actually really started doing this as I've gotten older mm-hmm. because I was always so embarrassed when I was younger to even bring it up to anyone. I agree. I used to always, I think I still do a little bit, but I used to always keep stuff that I worry about to myself and not tell anyone else, you know? And I think just having a friend that will be open to talk about these things in a very healthy manner can be very helpful. I agree. And one of the people I definitely can think that comes to mind when I, um, when I say this is my friend Elizabeth, because I live with her. So a lot of times I'm in my bed at night and I'm like, Elizabeth, I'm sad. (laughs) And she's like, what? And we, she feels very open to talk to me about what I'm feeling self-conscious or anxious about. But I also, adore the fact that she doesn't make it into a conversation about her because I do feel like a lot of times when I have conversations with people they make it into this whole teaching lesson about all of these great qualities that I have blah 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 but really I'm just I want someone to hear what I have to say um whether they agree with it or not and to just sort of help me find my path and give me um the the tools that I need that they know are within me to be able to solve my own problem, which I think she does I agree. At, a, at a really great. I agree. So, I, yeah. There's nothing I hate more than when you tell someone something you are um, struggling with and you're like not confident about. They're like, oh, well, it's not that bad. It's like, well, thanks for your help. That sure (laughs) fixes it. (laughs) Exactly. Don't worry about it. Well, I am worrying. So what are we going to (laughs) do? Something I know I have been working on a lot since quarantine started is journaling and just writing out the way things about how I feel makes me realize how ridiculous some of the things sound like if I'm like worrying about like oh um I'm too dumb for my job or something like that I'm like well what why why do you think like that and just having it written in a piece of paper makes me realize just how dumb some of my thoughts are I not that they're dumb but I definitely think that sometimes you can catch yourself worrying about things you shouldn't exactly you know unreasonable or like irrational yeah. i don't know irrational i got irrational. you I thank totally. you <laughs> so yeah um and yeah for me also keeping in mind just putting into perspective and recognizing that i'm not going to be perfect at everything but i am good at some things and all of it is what makes me me you know oh, i'm catherine nice. you know and i am good at some things and i'm bad at other things and i I, I I do like who I am and I have to recognize that that this is this is the journey. It's just me. This is me. I'm here. I'm here for my life journey. Got it. Oh my god. I my sister my sister when I was worrying about something in school, she sent me this um quote that she found on Instagram that I really liked and basically it said you are doubting yourself while others are afraid of your potential. And I think that's very powerful. I love that. I love that. 
And obviously it worked because Camila was worried about, you know, you're anxious about med school and here you are. You got accepted, which is amazing. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, yeah, I just want to leave with, like, one final comment from this book, The Confidence Code. It says, it occurred to us that genuinely confident women, perhaps genuinely confident people, don't feel like they have to hide anything. They are who they are, warts and all, and if you don't like it or think it is weak to show vulnerability, too bad for you. These ambitious women have taken a risk in exposing their weaknesses, but it definitely hasn't kept them from succeeding. Indeed, it may well be part of the reason for their success. They are brave enough to not only be different, but to be themselves. And I, I really love that because I feel like I've spent a very big part of my life trying to hide all of the vulnerability and all of the bad parts of me that I'm scared of, um, that I don't think people will like. and. I have slowly learning that it's part of who I am and everybody has those parts. And I want this podcast to be kind of a place where Camila and I can help kind of expose our own warts and all and have other people gain a sense of idea that that's kind of what everybody is like. Yeah, hopefully you guys will feel that everyone goes through all of these things that we go through. Because like we said, I think in the first episode, no one has their shit together. (laughs) No one does have their shit together. And it's important to have a sense of perspective that you're all kind of in this together. And we're going to tell lots of embarrassing and weird. Oh, do I have embarrassing stories? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And just to kind of yeah, just kind of wage where everybody else is at in life. And, you know, because everybody is at the point in their life that they should be. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So just radiate confidence, be the best version of yourself that you can be and love yourself. Absolutely. Morts and all. Here we are. Boom. Here we are. Well, thank you for listening. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I really liked this episode and I I hope. I know I feel more confident. I do. (laughs) I feel actually way more comfortable in talking about it with you. So I hope anybody has had the same positive effect on them. Yes. Yay. So yeah. See you next time. So yeah. See you next Monday, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 